You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? It's BGN Radio, episode number 135. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm Jimmy Kempsky from Philly Voice. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Jimmy, it's the third day of Eagles training camp. It was super intense out there. The action was jam-packed. We have so much for you today, clearly. Except we don't, in some ways, because it wasn't the most eventful day, with the Eagles really kind of just having, would you even call it, I guess a little bit faster than a regular walkthrough? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was just really a walkthrough to me. They, they weren't even wearing helmets. Mm. It was raining as well. It would have been nice actually if they had this on day one, because then we could have at least gotten our, like, sort of our depth chart notes out of the way, but we already kind of know uh, what they are, so <laughs> having this practice on week three wasn't very helpful. But uh, yeah, very, very slow day. A lot of punting by Cameron Johnston, if you're into that. Everyone uh, but- just turned the podcast off. <laughs> but not much not much other than that. So I, what Brandon and I thought we would do is just kind of give, you know, each of our – this will be a short episode, but we'll each give uh, sort of our biggest takeaway uh, through the first three practices so far. Well, Jimmy, before we get to that, um, of course, I need to mention that BGN Radio is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Turkey, which you can, you know, eat the same meat snacks that the Eagles do by going to RighteousFelon.com and using discount code BGN15 at checkout for 15% off orders of $50 or more. And we also got some news today, Jimmy, um, some some big news, kind of, some would say, on the injury front, or at least a, a big name yeah. on the injury report with Miles Sanders being listed with a lower body injury, and he is week to week. Now, there was a lot of cautioning there that Miles Sanders is going to be ready for week one, and the Eagles are taking this, uh, they're taking a conservative approach to this. Do you view him as a guy that, like, still sort of needs camp or could use it? Or is he already at the point in your view where, you know, just put him on ice until the regular season? Just generally speaking, you know, major injury or not. Yeah, I was kind of saying this yesterday that I kind of I'm not even looking at him so much in camp. Well, that, but that's that's different than what I'm asking though. Like, does he need camp? Does well, he need? That's, does that's he still part need of it, camp? Though. Like, okay. I feel like I'm I'm not even looking at him because like, what's the point? Like, why am I really? What am I really going to get? And what what do I? It's not just about what what don't I know. It's also just because yeah, he probably doesn't need it so much. Although you could argue, you know, if he's going to have this expanded role in the passing yeah. game, it could be nice to get him more reps there, but. Um, you know, I think they, they can kind of figure that out. And he already showed so much promise there last year that I'm not, like, super worried about that. Just wanted to touch on the other injuries. Uh, Boston Scott is a lower body day-to-day. Sidney Jones, to me, is significant because Sidney Jones <laughs> right. is too often on the injury report. <laughs> yes. and, and this is day-to-day. Day-to-day, not, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he could be back tomorrow for all I know. But still, like, not good. You don't want to see him there. Um, and then Dallas Goddard, also day-to-day. Yeah, I agree with you on Sydney. Um, it's just been such a recurring theme with his career. 
uh, not only getting drafted, you know, after you know knowing that he was going to miss the first season essentially with uh, the Achilles tear, but then thereafter, uh, just a whole assortment of, of injuries that have kind of sidelined him, or or he, you know, he hasn't been a hundred percent or whatever. And you know, not the, not again, like you said, maybe he's back tomorrow and he's fine, but not a great sign to see him already listed a day to day. They probably should. They could have just left him off for the walkthrough, you yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, but they put him on, and uh, you know whatever. Whatever. We'll we'll see. We'll see if he's out there tomorrow during uh, what I assume will be another uh, padded practice with some hitting. And we heard from new Eagles defensive backs coach for the first time since he was hired earlier this year, uh, Mark Hand Manuel, uh, and he had talked about Sidney Jones and about like, the kind of the three things he had told him, and and one of those was like stressing accountability and also mentioned confidence <laughs> in there. You know things that we kind of know are, you know, issues with Sidney Jones. Well, he very the Eagles very quickly reached out to the reporters thereafter and were like, he went he meant that generally speaking, not specifically about Sidney Jones <laughs> about needing to take accountability and uh, a few other things. But uh so I, I thought that was funny. But uh but yeah he did mention that on a question that was specifically asked about Sydney. Yes. And another note on Sydney, day three, third day in a row. Who's your who's your starting cornerback out there? It is Avante Maddox. I mean, I don't need to keep beating this dead horse, but there's no real battle. Did you have any takeaways from the actual practice today? I had a decent amount that I had my notes up here on bleedingyournation.com. I you know I noticed JJ Arthur Whiteside was in the the first team lineup today. Mm-hmm. That was new because um, you know he had been missing practice with some kind of lower body injury. He was the starting X. When Eagles went to 12 personnel, which is what they opened up in, um, you know, with Deshaun also on the outside in that 12 personnel. And then when they went to 11, it was, you know, Greg Ward in the slot. Now, Jalen Rager did rotate in there. And I actually saw In the Rager, slot. Yeah, in the slot too. Well, yeah. both. I saw them both slot and outside. So, you know, make it that way you will. I I do think Jalen Rager can and will, you know, be pushing for more playing time than Jay Jaw when it's all said and done. Sure. But this shows that the Eagles aren't just giving up on JJ. They're not like, all right, you know, whatever. He's a he's an afterthought. Yeah, and again, nothing to really observe today because it was just a walkthrough, uh, so we didn't get to see JJ really do anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is interesting from the standpoint that they, you know, originally said Doug originally said that uh, Rager was going to learn the Z position, uh, fo- just solely focus on that, and then Rager later revealed that he would be, you know, learning the X and the Z. Uh, and then they sort of, you know, that that was backed up by what we saw the first two days of camp. And it appears now he's also learning the slot position too. So <laughs> like he's got he's got a lot on his plate. In addition to probably being the front runner for the punt returner job, which mm-hmm. uh, they they had a Cameron Johnston had a ton of like punt reps today. He had eight. They had, so he did two different sessions. One he had eighteen punts where he was just letting it rip, and then the second punting session. It looked like he was trying to put different kinds of spins on the ball. During that first session, Jalen Rager, I think, took like 17 of the 18 punt return reps on that, like fielding those punts. So I think they want to get him as many reps as they can uh, in that kind of environment because he did have a couple of muffs uh, that first uh, day of practice. Was that the first day of practice or was that yes. yesterday? They're all kind of running together already. Um, so, yeah, I think it makes sense for them to have him back there catching as many punts as he can because I think he can be an explosive weapon back there. But first and foremost, they have to make sure that he's not going to turn the ball over on, on, you know, punt returns. Yeah, it was, I was watching him, you know, when it was raining out, he didn't drop a single punt return, but the rain stopped and then he dropped one. So, Oh, did he? I didn't see him drop one. Yeah. So, okay. 
he, he did today, and that's his third, really, that I've seen in the past three days. So not great. Obviously, something he can work on and hopefully iron out here. The Eagles need him to. Uh, Greg Ward was also back there taking a couple. He didn't have any uh, drops from what I saw. And then Deshaun had, like, about five or so. Yeah. And no drops with him. Obviously, he won't be doing much of that unless it's, you know, there's an injury or it's a very special circumstance where the Eagles just feel like, you know, we need to play. And, and yeah. maybe Deshaun can make something happen. Um I did want to mention quickly, I saw his leaping ability again today, even though, you know, it was a uh, relaxed environment. I still saw him, like, made like, a, a leaping catch. His hops are ridiculous. Yeah, you could just tell. Like, even though it was kind of casual and whatever, like, he just, he made a crazy, just a crazy leaping catch. Um, again, casual environment, but but still. <clears throat> Any other offensive notes, really, for you, Jimmy? Not so much, because, <laughs> right? Nothing. I mean, really, the only thing that I that I thought was noteworthy was just that Rager was in the slot with... JJ and uh, Deshaun on the outside, but in terms of actual like observations, there's nothing. There's really nothing to see today. <laughs> like, I mean, we we maybe pretend a little, like I, I know that like Sean Bradley had like a, an interception, uh, and it was a nice catch and everything like that. But it's, it was like a non-competitive session, so I don't know how much you make of that. But um, uh, it, it you know it was it was just sort of like a a, a nothing kind of day. It was it was quick too. Like we were only there about an hour and ten minutes. And then uh, we kind of got booted out of there. But, uh, but yeah, th- th- I would imagine that uh, tomorrow and Friday will both be more high intensity uh, before they have a, a day off on Saturday. You mentioned Bradley, though, Jimmy. and he, so he's, he's had a nice camp so far. Yeah, he's made, a big, he's made at least like one notable play every single day. And that's really more than you can say for Davion Taylor, yes. you know, who was their third-round pick. And obviously, you know, Taylor... We all know doesn't have that experience, so maybe that's kind of you know fair to expect or not crazy. But I'm just saying, like Sean Bradley's made some plays. I haven't seen Davion Taylor do as much, um, so take that for for what you will. I will I, I will note here before you leave on the linebackers. Okay. Um, I, I wrote a piece this morning about well, I'd written one a few years ago about Jim Schwartz's um, history playing uh, cornerbacks early in their career. That was the year they drafted Sidney Jones and. Razul Douglas, there was no chance Sidney was going to play, obviously. But with Razul, I thought there was a good chance he might play a decent amount. Because Schwartz has never been uh, hesitant about playing young corners early in their career, starting young corners early, early in their careers, and even like late-round picks, uh, you know, starting those guys. But I wanted to take a look at how that differed with linebackers over Schwartz's career. Because he mentioned during uh, his latest press conference that uh, it's not like linebacker and safety is a lot harder to get on the field early uh, playing for him than it is with other positions. So I took a look at that. I looked at his history of um, of the linebackers that were drafted when he was either the defensive coordinator or the head coach in his stops with the uh, Titans, uh, the Lions, the Bills, and, and now the Eagles, which it's, it's a span of 19 years, by the way, that he's either been uh, defensive coordinator or uh, a head coach, and this is his 20th year now here. So uh, they drafted 19 linebackers, uh, the teams that he, that he was either defensive coordinator or head coach for. Did you happen to see that piece? I skimmed through it. Okay. Do you, did, did you notice how many linebackers of those 19 got at least – so the way – I, I added like the number of tackles that they had. How many had at least 30 tackles, which would indicate some kind of like legitimate role in the defense? Four. Three. That was close. Three, yeah. So like sixteen percent. So he wasn't. So like it, it sort of matched up with what he said. How many linebackers do you think they they took in the first or second round of those years? Uh, yeah, 
None. None is correct. So it's not, not just it. the Eagles that never take linebackers. It's been over Schwartz's entire career that the teams that he's been either the defensive coordinator or the head coach, they just haven't valued the, the linebacker position. So that all, all matches up. But uh, yeah, so it, it does kind of like, I mean, the Eagles are really thin, obviously, at linebacker after Davis Brown retired. Really the only guy that you can definitely say is going to be a starter this year is Nate Gary. TJ Edwards is in that mix. Uh, but like if they could really, you know, have uh, they could they'd really benefit from from either Davion Taylor or Sean Bradley stepping up and showing that they can play as rookies because they they really need one of those guys to step up. And so far it's been Bradley as opposed to Taylor. You know who kind of looks like a mini linebacker, Jimmy? You know what I'm about to say here? Uh it's Nikel Roby Coleman. Have yeah. you looked at him? Like, yeah, he kinda, he's, he's he's a little jacked up. Yeah, for for being a smaller guy, like he's not like you know he's not like a typical slot corner that I think of was like you know might be like a thinner guy, um, or just a cornerback in general. You know, like cornerbacks are usually pretty thin and pretty lean. But uh, Nico Roby Coleman, I think he's actually kind of had some kind of quasi. I mean, a slot guy basically is you know kind of like a linebacker almost playing corner <laughs> or a corner playing linebacker. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to mention that Nico Roby Coleman and Strap. Straps had a good has a good has had a good first three days too. Oh, Strap is always good, man. Like he's, he's never he's never not good. Uh, he, he wasn't great in the playoff game, but that doesn't count. Not important. Um, anyway. He's never not good, except for in that playoff game. In, in that crucial Although playoff. he did have uh, uh, he picked off Breeze on that first series against yeah. the Saints, so he's had some playoff success. Uh, well, look, I'm I'm never one to be smart, <laughs> Strap, but uh, both uh, NRC. And Craven were alternating as the third team outside cornerbacks, which I thought was interesting because Jim Schwartz had kind of talked about before how the nickel guys are going to have to play outside at times. You yes. know, if they're going to have Darius Slay kind of move around and shadow that opposing top receiver. So I just thought that was interesting, like follow up to that because you know sometimes coaches say stuff and it just doesn't really manifest mm-hmm. or doesn't mean anything. But that that actually came to action and it kind of just underscores too how like Rizal Douglas. <laughs> It doesn't have the most value here because it's not like you know you're moving him around. He doesn't have that same kind of versatility. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting to actually see those guys on the outside. I guess that's all about that I had uh, lineup wise. Although I will say information that people are dying to hear: the first team protection unit. <laughs> yes, I covered that on the first day. I should have I should have withheld that for a day like today. Yeah, see, you have to get smart like me, Jimmy. And, <laughs> that's and, right. And <laughs> I had a uh, DJ Edwards, Sean Bradley, Duke Riley. Will Parks, who's the personal protector, yes. which is you know, which is a significant role. Kevon Wallace and Corey Clement and Josh Perkins, which also Josh Perkins getting a decent amount of work today with you know Goddard not being there and the Eagles running twelve personnel. I just don't love it, Jimmy. Just I don't. He's going to make the team, Brandon. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't get it. I haven't noticed uh, uh, Tongiai at all. By the way, mm. have you seen him at all? Like can't I can't, say, even, I can't ever remember even like actually seeing him. I mean, I probably have, but <laughs> like I, I like I saw like Caleb Wilson catch a pass one day, right? But I have not seen Tongiai at all. Hmm. Whatever. I'll but, take yeah. a break here. Uh, <laughs> just I'll just mention real quick that Jimmy, if I wanted to go, you know, buy a house or something, mm, I would, yes, I would, I'd contact Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, right? Me too. Yeah. Okay. Eight eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five. Boom. Call her up. Do it. Back after this. Back here on BGN Radio for our daily Eagles training camp check-in for the third day, which is a lighter day, but we're kind of, you know, going to, we kind of went over what we saw already as much as we can. Obviously, check out BootingYourNation.com and Philly.Voice.com Philly for more 
notes and analysis that we didn't already share here. But Jimmy, what's your biggest takeaway from training camp so far? I would just say the uh, the team speed on offense. Mm. I mean, obviously with Deshaun back, that's a big difference. Uh, but you have Deshaun, you have Rager, who has very clearly shown his speed and athleticism so far. Uh, I think Quez Watkins has done the same. Uh, like Quez Watkins, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I mentioned it in my notes one day. But he had, um, in one-on-ones, he ran a go-route against uh, Darius Slay. And uh, like he had a legit like stab on him. Slay actually did a pretty good job. He looked kind of like he wasn't in phase, so he was he didn't turn he didn't turn to look for the ball. He instead, you know, kept he, he was still like running, he was still kind of trying to close on on Watkins. And uh, as the ball came down, he was able to punch it out. That was maybe a little I don't remember who threw the pass, but it was like a touch underthrown, I would say. But uh, he showed legit speed. We've seen Hightower make plays down the field already a few times. Uh, both like in those videos that kind of leaked out before uh, the media was allowed to attend. And then after we were there, he's, 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 you know, beating guys down the field. So, you know, between Deshaun and Rager and Watkins and Hightower, uh, I think uh, the offense already in camp looks like it's not going to be this station to station, Mm. just (laughs) like slog of an offense uh, that we saw over the last two years, really, uh, in 2018 and 2019. Who is it? Let's see. Let's see. Special guest. Yes, hello. 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 Hi, this is Carolyn from Complete Auto Care. Yes. I'm calling in regards to your Toyota Prius. I don't have a Toyota Prius. You see your file here still indicates that you have yet to... Oh, you're not even a real person. <laughs> got him. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> Always love when uh, special <laughs> guests call into the show. It's always a good, it's always a good time. Well, it's a good moment. Yeah, that wasn't even a, that was a computer. I would say the Gotham was at me. Mm. So, what I was your know. biggest takeaway? I think you got the computer. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I think you got the computer. I think you did. I think you got the best. I think you won that rep. You know, I'm looking through the roster here because I'm like, is there something with the position group that sticks out? You already said the receiver thing. That'd probably be mine too. Just that. The speed is definitely there. Now, you know, I still have questions. How's that going to translate? Because these rookies are looking good in practice, but it's, it's training camp. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we'll games... see how they look in the preseason games. Oh, wait, maybe not. Mm, yeah, kind of an issue. Um, and yeah, just wondering how everyone's going to get up to speed. I guess Dylan Hurts is a big thing. Like, right? Like having a backup quarterback that looks kind of actually like good. Like you're seeing good things as opposed to Nate Sudfeld, who's kind of just been eh. You know, in past years, and he kind of didn't know it. You didn't, you didn't know what kind of level of confidence to have. Hertz is already the number two, in my opinion. He should be. I mean, just based on talent. And uh, yeah, I think that's a big takeaway then, I guess, right? Like, because we, we both kind of said that Sudfeld should be like the guy if it's a kind of a a uh, situation where Carson Wentz is like going down. You like know, for in the game. The game or in yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm off that. Yeah. <laughs> Hertz mean, is just my number two across the board. Yeah, so then that's a pretty big deal. And now, I still, like, I guess this is kind of a, a tough thing to reconcile because I I, don't, I was never against the Jalen Hurts pick because of him. Like, I, I didn't dislike right. Jalen Hurts Agreed. the prospect. I just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the use of resources. So I don't want to, like, say, oh, I was wrong about the Hurts pick because he's looking good. Like, I feel like <laughs> people, like, fans or people, like, kind of jump to that conclusion. Like, oh, don't worry well. about Don't worry about what they're saying about your buddy. Well, that's what Andre Dillard said today. Um, oh, did he? he? Okay. He said, you can't worry about the fans. He just has to worry about the coaches and the players are saying. Mm, so uh, Took a shot at the fans. Yeah. 
<laughs> Always a good move. Um, but yeah, so I guess the Hertz thing is big enough to kind of include as, as my big thing. You know, it's only a couple of days, and then obviously today wasn't as much of a real day. I imagine I'm going to do a stock report at some point here. I imagine you'll be doing one too, or, or kind of like a. Um, I do like a whole media, uh, like I, I take a stock up, stock down poll mm-hmm. of all the. Uh, How are you going to do that this year with you know? It just won't be as many people. That's all. I, I always got like thirty to thirty-five people in the past. I obviously yeah. won't get that many. It'll be more like fifteen to twenty. You need to do it from six feet away. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, be careful. I can still, I can still talk to people. It's fine. I always like to see because you know it's funny. It was Patrick Robinson the one year where he was terrible, and he and legitimately he was like he he absolutely deserved that designation. I feel like I can tell this story now. Did I already tell the story on the pod about Merrill Reese? Yeah, you did. You've, okay, yeah, yeah. about how he just he just points to that name. <laughs> I'll just I'll it. just tell, I'll tell it again real quick because if people didn't hear, it, they'll be annoyed that I didn't tell it. So like I do this, I would ask you know each reporter who they felt. And this is always I always did it after uh, ten practices. I would say. Which player has exceeded your expectations and which one is like, you know, sort of their stock is down or whatever. And uh, I asked Mel Reese and he gave me an, he gave me a stock up answer. No problem. But on the stock down one, he like didn't want to he didn't want to give one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was also because there, there was like, there were other people, there were fans that were talking to him. So I don't think he wanted to say a name in front of like fans. Yeah. So he, he asked to like look at I already, I'd you know, written down the answers for a lot of other people. And uh, really, I just had a list of names and a check mark for like how many people picked that guy. And um, he looked at the list, <laughs> and he pointed he pointed at Patrick Robinson's name, and he looked at me and just kind of smiled. <laughs> I always thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and then Patrick Robinson, by the way, Patrick Robinson like ran away with it that year. Like he yeah. like he had way more votes than everybody else. And then he was maybe he was you know one of the best slot corners in the league that year. And that was the thing too. He was playing on outside <laughs> a lot in camp. Like he was, yeah. and that was a big deal. And then he made the switch, and then he started to look better once yes. he played in the nickel. So that was kind of a thing that kind of gets lost in that. But uh, um, just had a couple quick things, I guess, before we get out of here, Jimmy. Jason Peters actually took reps at right guard today, even though yep. again, like, but still, like, nice to see him at least kind of working in there and getting like. <laughs> Like the motions or, or whatever down playing in there. Cause that, again, that's important because he hadn't yep. done that in the first two days. So that's good to see. Um, another thing uh, I wanted to bring up was Deuce Daly before practice. Jimmy, every time Deuce talks, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with him. And I feel like it is pretty hard for me to believe that he shouldn't be getting head coach interviews. And also yeah. that like he wouldn't legitimately pr- impress in those. Like I think he'd be a strong candidate. Just like it's it's wild that like Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. Like you yeah, look at yeah. like Eric Bieniemy hasn't hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet, and freaking Joe Judge is running oh this insanity camp with the Giants. Like how how is that possible? You know there are there are factors we could get into. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Joe Judge thing. We should probably spend a little bit of time on that. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> I would love to see video of that drill. And the the crazy thing about that drill. Is that he said like he's been running it for like a decade in season? Yeah, that can't be right, can it? Patriots aren't running that drill in season. Like, no and, way. And for the context here, because we didn't really give that to listeners, yeah, like the Giants are doing some what kind of like it's like almost like not quite an Oklahoma drill, but kind of you know something like tackle to the ground. Yeah. So level. The, the, there's a ball on the ground, and there's a defender on the goal line, and the, there's a an offensive player like at like the five yard line or something like that. And the offensive player picks up the ball and doesn't even like – it's not like they're even trying – I mean, guess, like, I guess they're trying to score. But the objective is for the guy to literally barrel through the defender. Like they have to run directly into him. 
is how I understand it. Like according to a tweet from uh, Jordan Renan, who used to work here uh, in Philadelphia and now covers the Giants. Used to be a BGN. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, So what is (laughs) what is he doing? And then like after the practice, he said that. Well, first of all, it became a really big story because uh, one of the one of the defensive players that was you know getting barreled into was Corey uh, Ballantyne or Ballantine. I'm not sure, but he's defensive back there. They thought that like he was seriously messed up. Like they had to stop practice and uh, really attend to him. And uh, turns out like he was fine. He actually finished practice later, uh, but they were looking at his shoulder or something like that. But they thought for you know all the reporters thought for a while that he was seriously hurt because they stopped practice to attend to him while they were running this drill. So and like the drill only got underway for like a minute or two before somebody got like significantly hurt. And he said like later that he. Like it's a it's a drill that's safe and it's under a controlled circumstance. Well, yeah, you just had a guy like look like he was seriously hurt, and he said like you know we need like the other part of the quote. And I'm 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 probably wording this wrongly, but he said something to the effect of like we run this drill because we need to know if guys are you know recovered from injury or not. So like which is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like what does that mean? Like if his if his if like his arm doesn't fall off, then uh, he's good to go. If he like if if he gets hurt I get like further from running this drill then okay that's our test he's not he's not able to return it's just insanity what's going on there that so, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be fun ear to watch well I see one of two outcomes here Jimmy it's you know one is that hey all this craziness works and Joe Judge <laughs> is smarter than us all and he makes us all look foolish <laughs> yes. in front of him or possibility number two door number two is that. Just like pretty much every other New England Patriot assistant who goes on somewhere else <laughs> yes. and tries to really kind of like not build their own culture so much at a new spot instead of kind of just replicating what Bill Belichick does and just flames out and it doesn't work. So yeah. it's really hard to say which one of those two possibilities like is probably more likely, but you know, you might be able to guess. It's hard to rule with an iron fist when you haven't already established yourself in some way like Belichick has for decades. Yeah, I like the other Marvel shows better anyway, like Daredevil and stuff. Uh, Rodney McLeod, Jimmy, yes. was wearing a shirt that said Dream Team. Mm-hmm. Why? Don't, don't do that, Rodney. <laughs> what are you doing? He, does, he doesn't know the history. I know, but like, don't do that. <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> Did so, he get asked about it? No, but... Okay. I, <laughs> Did you have any other takeaways from the, from the players? Uh, I, I, City, missed, I missed those. Yeah, who, Nick, who talked again today after practice? It was uh, Duke Riley, who I like. He, he does have a good energy about him. Dave Fipp yeah. was talking about that. Like, he, he just he does. I didn't really take anything away from him so much specifically. Although he, he said, he, you know, he kind of just he's bummed like he didn't have OTAs because that would have been nice for him since he joined the team in September last year. Right. But uh, Gary, Nate Gary talked. Um, no one asked him about his contract. I meant to get that in, but I didn't get called on because, you know, he's going into a contract year here. And yeah. I feel like the Eagles would kind of have wanted to almost extend him already to that, like, Isaac Sumalo kind of deal, like, where they kind of get in cheap. And, like, they can kind of get out of it if they need to. But, uh, but yeah. They got to get you in if you raise your hand because you're not raising your hand that often. So, if, like, you are raising your hand, you actually have something legitimate to ask. Gary. Um, Come on, Eagles PR. Gary had the. <laughs> uh, the um, I'm just kidding, guys. The coronavirus. <laughs> no, I, I want to give Eagles PR, you know, a. Uh, th- I want to thank them for letting me in after, you know, kind of looking dicey a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gary said he had, he did have COVID. He So he confirmed that. He said it's the real deal. He mm-hmm. had some muscle aches. So he obviously got by that and was cleared to return. Um, Greg Ward was talking about how his mindset is he 
doesn't have a starting spot and he still needs to earn it. You know, nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then Andre Dillard, maybe the, the biggest takeaway here, he kind of confirmed that he is up about 20 pounds. He also said he kept his body fat percentage the same, maybe even lower. Mm, um, okay. He also said he feels more solid and stronger on the field and it hasn't impacted his athleticism. Uh, also says the game has slowed down for him a lot compared to this time last year. So, you know, things you want to hear. Obviously, we'll see how things go when the bullets are flying live in real games. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so that's about it. Okay. All right, Jimmy, let's wrap this up. We'll be back. We can wrap it up here, yeah? On Thursday, August 20th, with probably more, you know, a, a more extensive. Yeah, I mean, so they, they had a nothing day today, and then they have off on Saturday. Yes. So Thursday and Friday should be some uh, pretty intense practices, I think. This has been BGN Radio, of course, brought to you by Righteous Fallon Craft Turkey. Go to RighteousFallon.com and use discount code BGN15 at checkout to get 15% off. And obviously, continue to subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. We appreciate you following along with us here in training camp. And we will be back with you next time. Goodbye, everybody. BGN. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.